Okay, awesome. So welcome, everyone. You are listening to Care by Christie's Share the Care Show. And today is a very exciting day because it is a new year and this is the official kickoff of the Resources Within Reach series that will be going on every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Facebook, streaming live. If you can't join us live, that's okay. The replays will be on YouTube, LinkedIn. The audio will be stripped and sent to the Share the Care podcast, which is on all podcast platforms. So you can search that, subscribe. And then just a little housekeeping. I shared it on the Facebook page earlier, but if you haven't turned on your live notifications for Care by Christie page, do that so that you are notified each week as we go live and share resources so that you can join us live time. It's a little bit more fun that way. So I'm so excited to introduce all of you to the Halo Senior Solutions team. I love them all individually, so they are forced to be reckoned with as a team, and they are an amazing resource in our community, and I just can't wait for you to get to know them, to meet them, to learn about how their process works and what they offer, and then at the end, we've got a little surprise, a surprise for you. So first, I'm Christy Fries, Care by Christy. Um, if you're new to Care by Christy, Care stands for Creating a Roadmap for Elder Care. And that's what we're doing here by connecting all of you to resources within reach. So first, I want to kind of pop around and introduce who you are, what your role is, and then we'll kind of dive a little bit deeper. Todd, do you want to get us started? Sure. Thanks for having us. We're really super excited to be here. Uh, my name is Todd Howard, and I'm the founder and president of Halo Senior Solutions. Uh, Halo Realty Group and Halo Property Group. Uh, that's my role. <laughs> Liz? And my name is Liz Erickson, and my role is the angel with Halo Senior Solutions. Awesome. And Kristen? My name's Kristen Howard, and I handle marketing and outreach for the team and kind of wear different hats and help the team with team and, uh, tech and systems as well. Awesome. You all do a very great job at all of your roles. <laughs> Thank um, you. You're welcome. So I kind of want to just dive right into what Halo Senior Solutions is, how it kind of came to be. Um, let's just start there. So I don't know who wants to take that first. <laughs> do you know what's coming, friends? That's okay. <laughs> we knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I love it. COVID pizza. Equals door, uh, dog bark. All right. So, um, so I'll start out. Uh, Halo got started, uh, call it, go back six years ago. Um, I had just left a job out of corporate America, and uh, a series of three things happened in the course of a couple weeks. Um, one was driving in the community where I live in Indianapolis, noticing there was a retirement community going up what seemed like, you know, every five feet. And you're like, hmm, that's interesting. Second was um, a, a conversation I had had with my brother, uh, who is an administrator at a retirement community, and asking him about, if you go back 22 years, my grandmother suffered from Alzheimer's and, and he and I both had a memory of being with our mom and just hearing our mom's stories uh, about her and her two sisters converging onto this house 
uh, grandma's house, you know, been there forever, hasn't touched a thing or moved a thing. Uh, and they did this. None of them lived close. Uh, they all lived, I think, either two hours or an hour or, you know, 50 minutes away. And they, over the series of two to three months, were visiting grandma's house every weekend, trying to deal with all this. And it was when they were just about finished, of course, that a guy comes up, knocks on the door and says, hey, I knew your, your mom. She was a great lady, Marcel. I, I buy houses, you know, uh, sell it. Then you don't even have to, to clean it out. I'll buy it and take care of everything. And they're like, and this was 24 years ago. And, and they're like, where were you at, you know, 90 days ago? Um, yes, we're interested. And so long story short, they sold it to him. So I was asking my brother, how has the process changed from 24 years ago? I mean, now we've got internet, cell phones, smartphones, a million pieces of technology. How hard or easy is it to get that grandma out of a house and into some kind of retirement community? And he said, to my dismay, not much has changed because it is still pretty much dominated by mom and pop small business owners. Uh, it's a definitely a servant's heart type, you know, job and mission. Uh, and he said, it, it, that's just the way it is. Uh, we, we make do the best we can, but because there are so many moving parts and pieces and dynamics and emotions, it just doesn't seem to have, you know, gained all the technology and, and made it smooth. So that was a little alarming, but those two things in combination with me just getting into real estate, I said at that point, we're going to create a real estate niche that only serves seniors and we will literally age discriminate. <laughs> so we used to joke, if we discriminated against you, take it as a compliment. We think you're too young. Um, and so we said, that's all we'll do. So we set out on a course of getting ourselves educated, immersing ourselves. Uh, there's a, a certification you can get called Senior Real Estate Specialist. And we just really dove into all the education uh, and knowledge uh, in the network uh, to try to get educated around what that's like. And so that was really the impetus. It started out as a real estate company and a real estate idea and just over time has morphed uh, by saying yes to clients. Yes, we can figure that out or we don't do it now, but yes, we'll try and figure something out. And so that is the origin of Halo and kind of how we ended up where we are today. I love that. I don't know that I've actually even heard that full story before. So I really love that. Um, I appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, uh, our grandmother, um, Minnie Mamma is what the uh, <laughs> call her now. Um, she was always the best. I mean, she just had a million, you know, unique little wacky things that most grandmas do. And so, yeah, it was just, like I said, it did, and I got to spend about a, a year with her, you know, when there was those post-college, I'm lost, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Grandma, grandma, she'll help. Grandma was a great cook, too. So <laughs> I ate fantastic for a year, but so we got tied. And just to hear that, to hear that, you know, 25 years later, the process is still that harrowing and that not smooth was just like, there's totally something missing there. So, well, that's why you guys are here. You feel that need for sure. So I want to talk a little bit about, and we may be jumping the gun, but I want to talk a little bit about Liz's role. So I don't know if 
Liz, you just want to share with us what your role is and how it all works. Um, but I would love to hear about the Halo Angel. Sure. As an angel, uh, it's a unique position as a, it's basically a move coordinator, or if you think of like wedding coordinator uh, type of thing, I organize and um, help find solutions for every need that comes up during a senior's move. It helps if we can get started earlier in the move. Um, and then I just, I help manage it all and I help find solutions. I set up appointments, I'll follow up with communities and I'm keeping everyone involved. So there's a lot of different things that seniors don't know about with moves for benefits or yep. uh, where to donate things or who to pack me or anything like that. So I help find them all those people and then I keep everybody in the loop. And that really helps because um, sometimes uh, a senior can sabotage a move because they look at everything that they have or they think about everything that they need to do after they've gone to a community and they just get stuck and they just say, well, I'm going to stay home. Well, I can take every one of those vendors that have been given to them and just say, okay, let's get this organized. Let's, and I know who to call first and when to call them. And so I'll get that all organized and set up for them so that we can actually get them moving forward and going to where they want to go so that they can relax and enjoy life and a little bit less stress on the, in the process of making this move. That's awesome. And so a fun fact is that Liz and I both have senior living community backgrounds. So when she talks about like when you go into, I don't know, even like a, a one bedroom apartment, but then you go back home and you're like, that's not all going to fit in there. Yeah, it's overwhelmed. And that's a lot of times, and you probably have seen this too, a lot of times somebody will be on board. They've loved the experience at a community. They've had an amazing meal and activity and made friends. And then they get home and have that experience. And then they just are like, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing yes. to do with that the experience wasn't good and that where they're going isn't good. It's that, that this seems too much. Right. Too overwhelming. It's like, right. where do you start? So right. Liz can kind mm -hmm. of come in and, and reorganize them and, and take the st stress out of that whole thought right. process. So that's a great question. So is there like an initial kind of consultation, kind of a meet and greet? What's that initial interaction look like? Yeah, so sometimes we'll just talk a lot on the phone and I can help somebody just on the phone. Other times people would like for me to go to their home. So I will go and do a free initial consultation and I have um, basically a, a lot of questions. Um, it helps when I can be there at times because then I having eyes on the situation, I can sometimes see a little bit more about what I need to do. Uh, other times it's not needed, but um I'll offer them the free initial consultation and then just get to meet them and figure out what their needs are with them when I'm there. And then I come up with a solution package for them. And um, sometimes I'll meet with them again. And sometimes we don't need to meet again. We can just meet over the phone. And then from there, things start to roll. Awesome. So, okay. So I love all of this. Um, and I may be kind of bouncing us around, but you talked about Todd at the beginning about the home sale. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested in learning a little bit more about like that part of it too. Sure. Um, so 
in stepping back or kind of setting the answer to that up, it, it used to be, and you mentioned both you and Liz have a you know retirement community background, so you know that world and where it came from. And you know most of the the sales uh, associates uh, that are there, you know, they get done touring the client, and like you said, that the the potential residents had a great day and they're pumped and excited, and and before. For, and, and a lot of times the salespeople will say, okay, I've got a couple of cards I can give you, or we've got a favorite mover or a favorite realtor, or if it, and it almost became uh, little homework tabs because uh, it was helpful and it was everything they could do. It's look, I'm going to try and make this easy for you. But what they didn't realize was they're in essence handing them little fear cards, as I call it, because they, they, they're like, oh my God, that's, that's job one, that's job two. Do I do job one first or, or am I supposed to call job two first? I don't know, I've lived here 40 years. Uh, and, and, and does that guy even do this? And God forbid if, if I set an appointment and then somebody doesn't show or now I'm all confused. But, right. And then like you said, they go, I'm just gonna wait and, and I'll put it off. So, what we found when we started, you know, calling on all of these communities and elder law firms and network providers is even though the heart was in the right place, if we didn't get in there early enough with somebody like a Liz to say, before you start thinking of all your fear cards, slow down, let's just sit at the kitchen table and talk about it. We, in fact, we would say when we first sat down and they thought that we were going to talk about the real estate, our first dialogue was, we'll get to the house. Let's just spend some time talking about you, your situation, family, what you've got going on. So we would spend 30, 45 minutes and never even discuss anything about the real estate and values because if we didn't get our head around their whole situation, we were never going to get to a home sale. That was kind of the furthest thing away. So, and that was part taught in our certification and part learned. You know, you, you sit at enough kitchen tables, you start figuring out, hey, we're never going to sell this thing, your preference or mine, until we get figured out how to do this. So, so the real estate part came in that way. And so once we could get their head around the fact that we could help coordinate all these moving parts and pieces, then we could say, okay, now let's get to the easy part. Let me figure out a value on the house and all that. And we'll start working through the finance and the options so that we can figure out if going to market like normal is your best option or then how these other uh, divisions spun off for us is you get into enough situations where going to market like normal is not necessarily their preference or in their best interest. So that's when we started saying, well, maybe there are other ways we can help you sell the house that, that aren't just sign in the yard, clean it, that type of thing. I gotcha. Awesome. That's so fascinating. I actually remember, it may have been at my last community. I can't remember. But somebody needed to move like before the home was sold, before all the things. Mm-hmm. They needed it to be done, but they needed to move like before that all happened. It was kind of an urgent situation. So it's it's been really interesting to kind of watch that full cycle, like you're saying, where, you know, somebody's toured. So say I was still at a community, somebody's toured, and then they get home and they have that feeling, being able to 
connect them almost before they leave the community with you guys or with Liz directly is kind of the sweet spot of like, here's zero homework cards. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody likes any homework. And I even remember, I think that we did this where Liz was just there. And if somebody was like, Hey, I have to sell my house before I can do this. So I'm not, I really love it. I would move in right now if I could sell this house, but I don't even know where to begin with that. And we're like, wait, she's, she's in the conference room. I'm going to go grab her. Hold on. (laughs) So just being able to kind of hand that off, it sounds like is almost an extension of the sales team. Sure. If we, I mean, if ideally, if it were us or a company just like us, we would strongly suggest to every retirement community out there from independent living all the way, you know, through skilled nurse memory care, uh, that it's vital that before they leave, they've met with somebody like a Liz or like a Halo Angel that can say, before you get overwhelmed, you're enjoying your visit. Now let me start removing some of the things you're probably already starting to fear to let you know they can be taken care of and there is a solution. There's something about that too, just as you saying it back to me, that it makes it feel like if you know these obstacles and you know these things are going to maybe kind of stop them in their tracks, it also makes that person feel like subconsciously that they're not the only person that's experienced this. And that they are not navigating blindly. If you've got enough experience to say, hey, these are some obstacles and these are some things that you're probably going to run into. How valuable is that to be like, whoa, are you saying somebody else has felt these things? And if so, do they? Not the only one to think that way. Yeah. Yeah. I have found that that's been the biggest kind of aha for me with Care by Christy is that the lady I spoke with this morning, her biggest takeaway was simply just that I knew what she was going through because mm. I've seen it happen so many times. Yes, I gave her information. Yes, I got her connected to some resources. But her biggest thing was I have felt super, super lonely. And mm. you just talking to me for 20 minutes has encouraged me to know that I'm not going through this alone. And I'm not the only one that's ever done it. So that was just super. When you said that back, I was like, whoa. It is as much as as much, you know, whether we're dealing with Betty, as we call her, Betty yeah. is our, our avatar for our, our ideal single lady who sure. lost her husband, you know, she sure. is probably fifty percent of our clientele. Or whether sense. we're dealing with uh, Kevin and Julie, you know, the adult kids. Yeah. Uh, n- each of them have their emotional roles because that's just the way it is in family. Betty doesn't want to burden the kids. Right. So she'll keep it all to herself and try to do everything herself. You've got the it. Kid, She's fine. Right. The kids, even the kids are also dealing with their own inner turmoil of what's right. What do I do morally? How do I support mom? Um, with the way mom wants to be supported. And that's assuming if you don't have any bad family dynamics, I mean, which we all know we're, we're all one, one day away from crazy. So, you know, so, so for you to say that it, it is emotionally charged. So we tell clients all the time, look, 
we know you can handle a move. You've probably moved before, maybe even sold your own home. That's great. But we're just telling you, this one's going to be different for a ton of reasons that we can get into. So to your point, we do try to make sure they understand it is going to be different. And if they don't want to use us now, if they think maybe they can handle it on their own, good for you. Don't let your ego get in the way of calling us in a couple of weeks when you realize maybe you bit off a little more than you could show. For sure. Yeah. Liz, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I totally hear I'm other people have gone through this too. Huh, oh, yes. Really? You mean other people have a mess in their house too? Oh. <laughs> and if you think about it, you're the old, when you're in it, how would you know the other people were going through it? It's not something that's like all part of my mission as well is to like break down the stigma. It's just like anything else. We're allowed to talk about it. Yes. We're allowed to talk about aging. We're allowed to talk about higher levels of care. We're allowed yes. to talk about it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, we do that. have plans. Like there is a way yeah. to get through it. And I think that's what, um, what is so refreshing to people when I meet with them. Not only are they not the only person going through this, but there's also a way to get through it and get to the other end <laughs> to get to my new home. Right. Yeah, that's my, yeah. go ahead, Kristen. Uh, and just along that line, I think just by talking about it and getting it out there allows people because people will, I, we found will always wait almost too long. Yes. And I think it's because they don't know where to start. Yep. So by having those initial conversations with whoever brings up, you know, if it's you, if it's, it's us, it's always a good thing because they almost always wait too long Yeah. because people are in the situation. I think when you're in a situation, you don't realize how far deep you are into the situation. And then people do things out of panic mode or out of emergency mode, which is not the best time to do things. And Todd, do you want to talk about um, when you were doing more presentations before COVID, there was a line that you used about, I, I'm sure your, your adult children are lovely. Do you want to quote that? <laughs> yeah, we just all too often, we would end the seminar with, I'm sure your kids are lovely, but we don't ever want to meet them because if we meet them, we're probably talking with them about you Yep. instead of talking to you about your life. So, Christine hit it on the head. It just, our natural inclination, we overstay our own welcome at our house because it's easier. I'll deal with it. Uh, you've got a generation that's super independent now as well. Yeah. I've yeah. done it for 70 years. I can do this. So, yeah, it, it does in every way, shape, and form from the financial to the independence to the family dynamics, it's, it sets it up for you to probably be in that environment too long. Yeah. So that's so interesting to hear the lady that I spoke with this morning, I was like literally probably too much amping her up. Cause I was so proud of her because she is pre-planning. She was like, I just want to know what my options are. I just want to make sure I'm doing the right things for him. I just want to make sure he's set up for success and, I mean, they're that's no, rare. That's I know. Pretty rare. Yeah. I was like, do you know how great you are? She was like, yeah. I, this feels I, heavy is the word that I always use um, mm. with family caregivers because that's what it feels like. If yeah. you are raising a family and have a job and have pets and also just like existing in 2020, you know <laughs> that adding your parent and their health issues or their health changes and needing to figure that out is just heavy. 
And so for her to kind of be ahead of it, I was like, yeah, you're crushing it. Even if you don't feel like you're crushing it. Cause so many people, I always say crisis mode because in a community, that's what people would do. It's not, Hey, like you said, Todd, there are literally communities on every street corner. It's not like they're out leisurely checking out communities. It's, Hey, I fell. My kids made me come. Now what do I do? Or dad's getting released in two days and he, Go back to the house. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> I also don't think people realize how many more options there are now. Yes. Um, it's totally different. And, and I think people have a, an image in their head and they don't want to go there. Yep. And so it's I think they're dark, scary hallway. as long as they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always Where, say, yeah, it's like home or nursing home. Those are not your only options. Right. And nursing homes are not what they used to be, like you're saying. And there are like 18 different options in between there. Mm -hmm. The community that I was last at, I'm just telling y'all, I would combine my age with anyone and move in because (laughs) it's a stationary cruise ship and you don't have to go anywhere, do anything. It's incredible. And so that was always my, my kind of spiel too in a community is I promise if you just come here and you just have this experience, you don't, I, grumpy old men specifically, I loved like, don't show them the sign, just bring them to me and we'll have a meal right. and like watch a movie or watch a performance or do something super fun. And they're like, I want to go back to wherever that was. And then they're like, oh yeah, that was a senior living community. You didn't know that, did you? So it's just like breaking down some of those barriers, you know, people. And, and if that's all you've ever experienced is a long, dark, scary hallway. Yeah. I don't want to go there either. But know that there are options all along that path. What else did I have? I have so many questions. I love this. Um, so we, who do you help primarily? We talked about kind of Betty being that ideal, like the resident or the client themselves. Um, and then how do you help them? We kind of talked through that too. And then maybe why so i know we kind of talked about your story todd but liz i'd be interested maybe too just to kind of find out what your maybe your favorite part or your favorite aspect of the supporting them process is sure i absolutely love meeting clients in their homes yeah absolutely love it that is um working one-on-one with people is is my favorite thing to do and i it's it's funny because I always thought I was more of a little kid person, and then when I started uh, when I started working in a senior community as a move-in coordinator, and then moved up to sales, I realized this is where my thing is at. I love working here. This is like so much better, yeah. and um, I was learning so much from so many people, and just blessed beyond measure by all of these people. So. Uh, being able to help people when they're in this overwhelm mode too, because I, I am very much empathetic to people and love to help people. So being in this role is really a great role for me because I can actually help people find a solution to what's going wrong with them and help them get it done and put them in touch with great, great vendors. We just partner with amazing people and can put them on the path to getting things done and can trust the people that they're working with as well. Yeah. Cause if not, Liz will sick them. She'll get them. 
<laughs> and that's also the beauty of my role is that a lot of elderly people never want to tell anybody something. I didn't get good service. Right. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know why they don't want to feel bad. Like, oh, that wasn't really that great, but don't tell them. Right. No, we'll tell them. <laughs> I will tell them for you. Again. Bad guy. I will go tell them because we need to get this right. And so that is also something. And I've learned that with um, working with adult children too. They don't want to tell their kids like, oh, I really should, you know, whatever they need or what have you. So sometimes I can be a little bridge in there too, where it's like, you know, you might want to reach out. I don't necessarily tell them directly, but I'll ask them to reach out about a certain area yeah, um, just to kind of help, help that go along. Because the more we are, as we talked about earlier, the more open we are, the more we talk about it, the more we can solve our problems. For sure. I love that. I always say the, um, and you are a perfect example of that, but like kind of being a safe space or holding space. Yeah. People think it's a very empathetic quality, um, and that's also was my favorite, especially in senior living communities and being like, these residents have so much wisdom and I'm just like absorbing all of it into my brain crevices. And I'm just like, tell me all of your stories and every single thing that can set me up for future success. Um, so I'm similar to you. I love little kids too, but I need all of the wisdom from older yes. adults. Yes. And it was great when I needed like my pants hemmed or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like remember going into our little lobby at one of my communities that like people would hang out in and had something wrong. And she's like, Oh, yeah, just just do that. Exactly. (laughs) You sure? Okay. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Okay, so next, um, Kristen, I would love to just know a little bit more about your role, how you support that kind of thing. She's frozen in time. At least she's got a, she's we're going to say, a freezing face. <laughs> That's okay. We'll come back to her. Um, is it us? She might mm. have That's okay. That's funny. It could have been a lot worse. I mean, listen. She oh. says she has a bad connection. I come back. There she is. Hey, girl. Hey. And you're on mute. Hold on. I will. Um, can I? Sorry about that. You're perfect. I have a bad connection. I just. It's froze. Sorry about that. It's okay. Cool. I don't think she heard your question. No, I did not. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know that you heard. I just wanted to hear a little bit more about your role and how you support. Oh, my role? Um, So I am more of, I'm not as much on the front lines as um, Liz and Todd are. Yeah. But what's kind of cool about my role is I get to get the, the word out to people who might not know about these services. Yeah. So I get to use my creativity and, and um, anything I uh, have learned over the years and kind of put it out in all the sources to kind of tell the story. Yeah. Because to me telling the story and that has actually been a little bit of a challenge of ours too, when we first started, because we, um, the industry in our area is very used to people being, Oh, are you a mover? Or are you doing this? You know, it's very PC. Yeah. Like, no, you have to think of it like a wedding coordinator where they coordinate everything and orchestrate everything. Um, they're not necessarily putting up the flowers and putting a, and playing the music, but they're orchestrating all that for the, well, the bride. In our case, the bride is the senior or the senior children. Sure. So I get to tell that story. And that's, um, 
I think that's pretty cool. And it, it kind of drives me to get more creative in telling the story. How can we, we, we reach more people that need help? Because there are people that need help and they just, they don't know where to get the help and where to start. So I get to, to reach out to those people. That's awesome. You do an amazing job. I love seeing the things that you guys post and I try to like share on everything that I possibly can. And it's very interesting kind of our two business models. Um, whereas people are coming to me, it is very much, I mean, that lady this morning in Noblesville is a perfect example. She saw my information on the Noblesville chatter. She reached out just to kind of get ahead of it. She has actually been following my social media account for months and is now starting to take that leap. So I think that doing things like this and sharing and just putting out as, as much valuable content, of course, as you can, the more people see that, like we talked about, A, it's going to be more openly talked about mm-hmm. and people are going to start to resonate with, wait a second, I've been seeing that stuff for a little while. They're explaining my exact situation mm-hmm. and how, how do I get connected to them? Like, what do I do? All of that stuff. So I think it's super, your role is super important. And I think Todd, maybe you told me this. Don't Kristen and I have a very similar, um, I don't remember what the personality profile is, but we're like so similar on the creative. Yes. Maybe it's that. This profile. Yeah. Super creative and connecting and all the things. Well, definitely connectors. And like you said, kudos to, to Kristen for being able to do it. Oh, and now I think she's knocking and I locked the door. She can come in. Um, Just come join us. Hold that thought. That is hilarious. Yep, that's perfect. That's me. Welcome! <laughs> I love this. Let me grab the chair. Sorry. No, don't be. This is perfect. Super, uh, my internet connection up there is not stable. <laughs> Okay. So in case you guys didn't know, Kristen Howard and Todd Howard happen to be in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Minds are being blown on the internet right now. <laughs> For sure. Awesome. Well, okay. Do you have anything extra or added that you'd like to share that you can think of off the top of your head? I have just a couple more questions, but... I don't think so. I think Liz mentioned it earlier, um, and that was call early. One of, one of the biggest things we see is, is because, because of everything we've been talking about, for all the reasons that we've been talking about, people don't want to call early. Even if it's uh, an estate situation uh, where they've lost somebody, a lot of time the kids will dive in and do what they think they're supposed to. Well, we're going to have to clean this or we're going to have to go through the house or we're going to have to, you know, and then they'll start diving into things and it'll end up being months, you know, not really know that there is a process, you know, a grieving process, another thing. And it's just, I can't tell you how many times we've finally been invited in and then they tell me what they're done. And I'm like, ugh. Man, if you would have called me a month ago or two weeks or, you know, so, you know, our emphasis for, for all of you who don't do for who you know what we do or don't have any idea what we do, when, when it's hitting the fan, call somebody that's in that space and just say, hey, 
I, I've got this going on. Am I too early? Can you help me? You'll be floored how much help there is nowadays with all the different types of businesses. And uh, so it just, if I could say anything, it would always be call earlier than you think you should have. Yeah, that's super yeah. important. And it will be more difficult than you think. This is not like a typical move. I think somebody mentioned that at the beginning. This will be like any other move in your life. <laughs> and there's just a lot more emotional attachment and baggage going on in this type of move. And um, it's, you just have to realize it's, it's, it's not going to be just like when you were 30. Yeah. That's what, yeah. yeah, it's just not. Again, gosh, you guys are just like kind of blowing my mind a little bit because even <laughs> hearing you say that, I have had four homes since I've lived here in 2011. And I can guarantee you that I did not involve all of my family members in that process. This is a considerably different process. Kids are involved. Your grandkids are sometimes involved. Like all these people are involved and having somebody to coordinate that flow and that process. It's just going to be way more smooth sailing if you go about it that way. And you're right. There are so many like supportive specialties is kind of what I've been referring them to them as. And I mean, care by Christie is something I've like truly just made up. I know there's a need for people to have a roadmap for elder care. And so here I am doing it. So there are tons of people that have created specialties based on a need they've seen. It's probably a need you have and can fill that, fill that gap for you. So that's just super, super huge. I think that that's just kind of mind blowing as well. Um, and at least have a, no, you go. No, go ahead. And just saying, at least have a conversation with uh, a Todd or Liz, somebody. The conversation, and you know, if it's a fit, great. If it's not, at least you know maybe we can give you more direction. But I just I wouldn't try to do it all by yourself, especially if you're the adult child. There's there's an emotional thing going on there. Yeah, that was, that was going to be my, my next thing too, is just the free consultation. Like what? Just do it. <laughs> and I've set that up for myself. And that's what people have been taking advantage of with me is just doing like, I'm calling it a discovery call. You know, if you don't have any idea about anything, I would love to just do a discovery call. And if I can't help you right now, I'm still probably going to send you some resources that will at least like set you up for success when you're ready to do it. And a lot of times those resources are going to include the Halo Senior Solutions team and some other just kind of one-off things that make sense based on what I'm hearing. So I think at least taking advantage of the initial consultation is a huge, huge benefit. And before I ask my last question, I do want to just give my little, my little surprise gift, I guess. So obviously the consultation is for free. Liz is going to come kind of map out a plan and a flow. And if you want to go forward with that, that is when payment and exchange of money start to begin. And so when, and if you are getting to that point and you use a code, a CBC code, you'll get 10% off. And that is super exciting. So if you're watching right now and you're like, this is all great. This is awesome. They're probably right. I don't want to do it today, but two weeks might come or a month might come or six months mm-hmm. may roll around. Remember the CBC code when you call right. <laughs> and that will help. Or tomorrow. 
Or tomorrow. Or it's not too late. I mean, come on. It's a grim reaper, but tomorrow's promised to no one. And goodness gracious, if you find yourself in an estate situation, you want to be there. Yeah. So. And we'll and we're gonna we're gonna put all the contact information. Um, I'll circle back and drop it in all of the comments. We'll put it in the show notes of the podcast. All of that goodness, so people will know how to reach you. I've tagged you in lots of things, so hopefully that'll continue being in front of people that want to reach out. And my last question, and so I'm very excited about this because I'm going to ask it of everyone all season long is your favorite soul care practice that you do for yourself. What was it again? Your favorite soul care practice. So it's like self-care, but I'm making up words and making it soul care. Okay. (laughs) Your favorite self-care or soul care practice that you do for yourself Mm -hmm. that kind of fills you back up, recharges you, gets you back centered. Anybody want to take it first? <laughs> so give you guys time to think. Um, I'm going to give two, but the first one will be quick. These guys both, I think, responded to Liz, said, you know, her charge time, her love time is with the clients at the kitchen table. That is totally my soul practice. I usually run pretty fast throughout the day, but if I can get in the kitchen at some, you know, family's table, I am able to just block it all out and it just becomes a, you know, session. So that would be part of mine. But I did start a, a, a breathing exercise called box breathing by, uh, I think it's Mark Devine, uh, one of the SEAL uh, team members. And I can't remember, I think it's called SEAL Team Fit. Yeah. Anyway. I just remember uh, listening to his podcast and he talked about breathing exercises and how they teach the seals to get themselves calm in a firefight. And yes. so I thought good enough for the seals, good enough for Todd, you know, who's pushing 60 and doesn't have that much stress. So I started doing that and I've been doing it for about six months. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. We, do, we do it at home Wim Hof. You should look that up. Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Okay. Okay, Kristen. Well, <laughs> ladies, I bought you a little time. Uh, I can go next. Um, so I actually started doing something similar, and I use an app because I'm very visual and gra- and like I need to yeah. see things. So I use an app called Being Me. Um, it's kind of a journaling app because I, you know, people say journal, 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 and that'll start a journal, and like where'd my journal go? <laughs> but I know because I'm super related. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I'm techie. I'm more techie than like paper. And so I always have my phone or something with me electronic. So I'm like, I just need to put it on my phone. So that's kind of what I started um, doing is this app. And because my mind goes a thousand miles an hour at all times, it's very difficult for me to calm it down. I am working on some, I don't know if you've, what's tapping called, but there are tapping techniques that I'm starting to work on. Yeah. Yeah, That that type of stuff. I actually also like to do research too online. So that, believe it or not, relaxes me. When we, like, if somebody needs to find something, I'm like, give it to me, it relaxes me. That is incredible. <laughs> I love how we're all wired so different. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Thank like, that's like my whole big, like, aha of doing this is because, A, self-care and soul care are just like elder care and senior living, super taboo. We're not talking about it. We're not doing it. Right. Those things. And so 
my thought is, okay, well, if I can have 52 weeks of people telling me their soul care practice, <laughs> yeah. Good idea. you better believe somebody's going to find something along the way that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea. Right. True. Okay. Let's tell us. All right. So here's the thing. I love coffee and friends and I love to walk. And so I'll usually like Todd, I'm going to give you two. Okay. But, <laughs> the I, I, I help a senior who has dementia. Okay. And we get to walk and have coffee. And, and I also like to like uh, do Bible study. So we do all of those things together. Yes. <laughs> and so that just feeds my soul. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. My battery keeps trying to be sassy. So I'm sorry. I'm messing around. With <laughs> okay. So I love that. Awesome. All right. That's what I have for you guys today. I am beyond grateful, so, so appreciative of your time, of the service that you provide, of the incredible amount of families that you help and that you serve and that you will continue to serve in 2021. It's going to be an amazing year. And do you have any final words before we wrap it up? No, we appreciate you too. And yeah. super impressed by what you've done with what your new business. Thank it's you. Awesome. And thank you for including us this evening. Yes. Thank you very much. A personal thanks uh, for all of you Christy followers that didn't know it. Christy was probably one of my very first, maybe the first cold calls uh, at the, one of the communities she used to work at. Uh, and was one of the first relationships uh, that I established where I had to fake it till I made it. So I must have faked it enough because they were kind enough to welcome me in and educate me as we go. And so a uh, special thank you to you. Uh, you've been a, a part of the Halo path ever since its conception and before. Ah, I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Like I said, subscribe to the podcast, share the care on all podcast platforms, like us and follow us here on Facebook, and we're going to wrap up for now, but we'll see you this time next week, and I can't wait to see you then. Thank Bye, you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye.